<laughs> I should leave that in. Hey everyone, it's Eddie. Um, I am delirious from being home uh, as much as I have been lately. Uh, if you're listening to this after the day comes out, um, everyone's working from home for the most part. Um, hope everyone's doing well with that. Um, it, it's kind of hard to be locked up in the house all day. Um, but if you have nothing else to do, hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, we're talking about conferences today, which is a little weird, but um, there are virtual conferences happening. So I encourage anyone to like go out there and um, find them. I've heard on Twitter that there are meetups meeting virtually. Um, so through YouTube and things like that, um, reach out to your local organizers to see if that's happening by you. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, um, you can reach us at techjunior.dev and subscribe to our newsletter. Um, you can support the show by clicking on the support tab and uh, subscribing to our Patreon um, and buying some swag. Uh, you can also tweet about the show at Tech Junior Podcast. Uh, leave a review on iTunes, uh, Google Play, all the podcast services tell your friends um just let everyone know anything you can do to help it's greatly appreciated thanks and let's get into it welcome to tech junior my name is lee work junior full stack javascript developer have with me as always eddie hey it's eddie i'm a front-end developer and today we don't have a special guest it's uh, just gonna be us two knuckleheads just talking us yeah uh, I know that's kind of a rarity, but we're we're trying to do more of those. So yeah, yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about conferences. So yes. big conferences, small conferences, red conferences, blue conferences. Um, we've been to some <laughs> some local ones, and uh, I recently just went to ViewConf in Texas. So I wanted to talk about that experience uh, since that is a big conference. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I have no experience with the big ones. <laughs> So uh, questions. Yeah, yeah, and we will definitely get to that. Uh, just narrowly escaped uh, coronavirus. Um, That's that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> so they did not cancel it. Um, there was uh, there were some some questions there. Um, there was definitely a lot of hand sanitizer and adver- advertising for hand sanitizer. Okay. While we were uh, in, in the were conference stations. And yeah, stuff like, like there's that, right? there's stations everywhere. Please wash your hands. Uh, we're not going to shake hands. We're going to fist bump and like elbow bump and like air high five and all this nonsense. Um, <laughs> did anyone <laughs> actually air high five? Uh, they did on stage. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. But um, suffice to say that uh, they did actually cancel South by Southwest, which is another big conference. They did? Yeah. In Austin, oh, Texas. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, oh, okay. Which I think is a, it's like a multi faceted thing, right? Yeah, yeah, there's music and everything. Yeah, so it's that one's like a huge deal and they canceled that. But uh they they marched on with V conference, so. Interesting. Yes. Um but before we get to that, uh why don't we talk about the conferences that we've both been to together? So okay. that would be uh DevFest Florida and yeah. Flashback Conference. Flashback, yeah. So DevFest uh, you want to go ahead and take that one? Death Fest was cool. It was in a mall, which was interesting. Yes. Um, so you got to walk around the mall quite a bit. 
<laughs> going from like a uh, talk to talk. Um, it was a little different for us, I think, because you were doing two talks and yes. I was kind of like following you around. <laughs> and then uh, we uh, we were both interviewed on a different podcast that was later than um, posted on YouTube. Uh, that yeah. was interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it was cool. Um, it, it was my first like real quote unquote conference. Um, they've kind of, I don't know. It, it was interesting there. The talk in the beginning was very, was really cool, but there's a lot, it, it was like sitting through a, a long meetup, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is actually closer to what I guess flashback felt like, cause it was all in one spot. Um, right. and then flashback was slightly smaller and I feel like we knew a lot of the people that at least attended, not the speakers, but the, um, people attending. So it felt like a, that one felt more like a big meetup, but dev fest was, uh, was, was cool. Um, I don't know. How would you think about it? So yeah, it was dev fest was a multi-track conference. Um, meaning that there was like That's talks right. happening That's right. at the same time. Yeah. And flashback and viewcom for single track, meaning like there's Which one. I think schedule. I like better. I don't have to like choose what I want to listen to. Yeah, there were no tough LC. choices on, on the other two conferences. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you either watch that talk or you don't. So um the the thing about DevFest was like you said, it was in the mall. And it was really awesome because that was a a local business, um uh, Neoware Studios, which is a co working space in the mall. They kind mm-hmm. of like helped rent out those uh, vacant spaces to use for stages. And it was neat because like that brought business to the area and to the mall. So it was like good for the community. And it was neat because like if you were tired of the conference, like you weren't stuck in a giant auditorium, you could just like walk outside and you're in the mall, right? So it's yeah, just like hanging out walk over to the food court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the food court. Watch like a movie because there movie. was a movie theater. <laughs> yes. A food court and a movie theater between uh, both stages. There were actually three stages. but Yeah, there were three. Uh, split the on too. either side of the movie theater and food court. So um, plenty of stuff to do. Like you could hang out and talk. Like I actually got to meet a lot of local developers. Um, like we got to meet Phil Palmieri in person. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to talk to Jason Byrne. Um and a lot of other people that we see like that come out to the meetup and stuff. So that was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that even though it was kind of weird that it was in a mall. Um, yeah. and then, yes, I got to give a couple talks. Uh, one <laughs> almost fell off the one stage cause it was so small. Um, <laughs> when I gave the, the talk on PWAs, but, uh, the other talk, uh, I was giving about junior developers and I didn't think a lot of people would show up, but it ended up being, you know, almost a full room. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think as you were giving the talk, it started to fill in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that that was really flattering because there were other really awesome talks happening at the same time. Uh, Dylan Ensriel was giving his TypeScript talk, which um, yeah. unfortunately I had to miss because I was giving mine. And I think he was giving that on the web stage, which was like the main stage. Yeah. So um, I would have liked to see that one, but it was awesome to see like people took the time to come uh, over to where I was at and, and come see that talk. So, uh, I don't know. I really like the, the small conference thing. And then flashback was at the Abbey in downtown Orlando. So it was basically in a, um, 
would you call that like a little club or a small bar or something? Yeah, it's like where you would see a, not a local band, but maybe slightly like a touring band. Yeah, it's uh, what, was, what would you think the capacity is like four hundred people or something? Something like that. Yeah, if that there was like a a small pit by the stage and then a bar in the back and then space to walk around behind the pit and then the one side of the stage. Yeah. Like you could easily throw a baseball from the bar, which was at the very back to the stage and have the person on stage catch it. Uh, even if you weren't like a pro baseball player. So it was a pretty intimate venue. Um, single track. Uh, it was a two day conference instead of a, uh, a one-day conference. Um, yeah, a good chunk of it's just like about the history of the web, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it was interesting. They had um, a good mix of stuff. So, like you said, some stuff um, like Jay Hoffman gave a talk about the history of the web, and uh, Ben. Oh, I don't want to butcher his last name. Ilig Bodu. Oh, I, I'm horrible Ileg, with names. Ilig Bodu. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he gave an awesome talk about history of the web and like spacer gifts and stuff, which is hilarious and. <laughs> It's funny now that we don't have to do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, frame sets and all that fun stuff. But then at the same time, we had like a lot of talks on serverless architecture and cloud providers and stuff like that. I like that, that as well. Yeah. So you got a good mix of um, like fun history stuff and then also like modern practices. So that mm-hmm. was really interesting and really an awesome conference. Um, and put on by a local guy, right? Put on by Brian Rinaldi. Yeah. Uh, so going to that again, supported local businesses. Uh, one of our local developers, our community got to go because, uh, you know, no surprise there tickets for the local conferences, way cheaper <laughs> than <laughs> going to a big, like regional conference. So yeah. I actually got to meet some of the speakers at, at flashback, uh, which yeah, was they were nice. pretty accessible. They were like, walking around and listening to the other talks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like if you wanted to talk to like Kyle Simpson, we got to meet Kyle Simpson, like shake his hand yeah, and get an autograph copy of his book. So, yeah. um, I don't know if that would have happened at view conference. Um, I did I, like, I didn't get to see and meet all of those speakers. Um, some of them I only saw when they were on stage. Do you want to talk about view <laughs> conference? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Have we, have we made it that far? Anything else we can um, say about flashback? Flashback? I mean, like flashback was the one that I was talking about that felt like a, a bigger meetup. Uh, it was it was fun. I hope they do it again next year because um, I'd really like to um, to, to see that again. Um, maybe a different topic. I don't know if you do the history of the web again, but I mean, would be cool. Uh, I I like the intimacy and the, the very small nature of the conference and like being able to if you had a question that you know because you can't really ask too many questions when they're speaking but if you did want to speak uh to the the person that gave the talk ask other questions and get to know them or the topic more um that's all like right there for you and really easy everyone's been was super easy to talk to and you know open to questions and things like that yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Um, I really enjoyed that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about about View right. Conference. How big was View Conf? Was View Conf? Is that is that View Conf? 
Bukov. Okay. Makes it sound very German, but um, <laughs> that was a it was a big conference. It's like React Conf, but for Vue. Um, okay. And so tickets were like, I tried to look up the price, but I think they were like fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. Or some that such. About right. Plus airfare, plus yeah. hotel. So um, definitely expensive. Uh, it was a two day conference with one day of workshops. So I actually got to take a workshop with Evan Yu, who is the creator of Yu. And I don't think he intended to rhyme that with his name, but (laughs) uh, things worked out that way. Um, So there was that, and then uh, all the talks. And yeah, it was a massive conference. It was in the Austin Convention Center, which is absolutely huge. It's like the Orlando Convention Center. It's huge. Yeah. Um, So it was in a ballroom. You could not throw a baseball across that ballroom. <laughs> it was huge. Um, the uh, so the talks like I don't know if this happens at React Conf or not, but uh, the talks were very like people made this framework and then they're like selling you on this framework. So oh like, really? Yeah, like um, not like hey, come buy this thing, like a, a real sales pitch or anything. But it's like demoing their work of what they've done on stuff they've built to integrate with Vue. So you had like uh, people that did Vue School, Vue Mastery, um, the Vue Router uh, guy. It's like one guy that does Vue Router. Um, okay. Vueladate, which is a forum validation library. Um, all these people were giving talks. And mm-hmm. it was like, uh, what was another one? Uh, there were some lightning talks, so they had like a sponsor, uh, what was it like big, big commerce or something like that. So they Mm -hmm. have an e-commerce product that they, they yeah, so they gave a talk demonstrating that. Okay. And to us, is that built in view? No, it's just meant for like, Hey, you built a view app. Like you can easily add a e-com e-commerce backend to it with Uh, big commerce. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of stuff like that. And for our team, like we built our website in Vue. We use Nuxt, which is um, like the next JS of Vue, meaning a server rendered single page application framework. Mm-hmm. Uh, lets you, like, when a request comes in, it does its data fetching or whatever on a node server, builds out your first HTML page, and sends that to the user. So that process is lightning fast. So you don't have to wait for like all the JavaScript and stuff to download and then build out your view. Like the server does it really quickly, sends it to you. You see that. And then in the background, uh, all the JavaScript comes down and the next link that you click is a uh, single page application mode. So the node server only has to do the work for the initial hit and not every hit. So it's an interesting hybrid technology, super fast. Um, you can also use it like Gatsby and have it pre-compile everything and like build out all the HTML pages in advance. So there was like a talk on that <laughs> that basically was a longer just version. Just Yeah, it, okay. it was just exactly what I just said. It was basically like how to use Nuxt like Gatsby. So, okay. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, like where it pre-compiles everything. Yeah. Um, so as a team that already does that stuff, we were kind of like, okay, great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> most of what we got out of the conference was like talking with Evan about what's coming in view three. So okay. like the workshop that he did was great. Um, he got all in depth with that. 
Um, the middle part of his workshop was like teaching us to build view ourselves, which was not great. I was terrible at that. Really? <laughs> he was like teaching us how to build our own reactivity system with JavaScript. Um, wow. Yeah, that, that was sounds interesting. That was way beyond me. Uh, I'll send you the code <laughs> pen and see if you can make heads or tails of it. But um, so we did that, and that was like four hours. And at the end of that, we jumped back into like the composition API and view suspense and um, view portals. So like all the cool React stuff that's coming, Vue is also doing it. And I think they're at least from what I heard at the conference, they're doing it better than React, in my opinion. Um, we'll oh, see okay. how it shakes out whenever the actual U3 ships. But um, so far, it's uh, it's looking pretty cool. So what's the composition API? It's basically like view hooks. Okay. So um, I don't know if you've used view, but... No. <laughs> so view, um, instead of having, like, with React, a JavaScript file uh, that has, like, uh, functions or mm -hmm. an Angular file that has classes, uh, Vue has an object that you export. And the object has um, like a props property, data property, methods property, like all your lifecycle hooks, mounted, created, before mm -hmm. create, destroyed, stuff like that. And basically in those properties, you just define whatever stuff you want. So like props, you're gonna define, you know, whatever properties, or you're propping in. If I can use prop any more times in a sentence, let me know. But um, all your data coming in goes there. Uh, all your data for the component or your state goes under data. You know, methods are obviously methods. So that's the current syntax, and they call that the options API. Mm -hmm. But what they're going to do is instead of doing that, you're going to have like one lifecycle method called setup that happens before all the other lifecycle methods. And in that method you're going to be able to use basically views version of hooks. So you'll have like, I don't think they've landed on the name for this yet, but either effect or watch effect, which is like use effect for react. Okay. Uh, they're going to have mounted. So instead of doing like use effect with an empty array, yeah, like you would just use the mounted um, function and it, you just pass it a callback and it just does that whenever that lifecycle thing happens. Okay. Uh, they've got a watch uh, hook that works the same way. Um, I think that one actually takes two callback functions, but it gives you access to like the old data and the new data. So it's like on update. Um, and then you've got a, so you have to return, I think at the end of the setup method, the data that you're going to use in the component, if I remember okay. correctly. So it's really, really close to um, React hooks except instead of returning like JSX, you're just returning data and you just write your template like just like you would normally with yeah. like Angular, for instance, or Vue as it is currently. So um, that's neat. Uh, uh, excited about that. Um, I think when it'll... When is Vue 3 supposed to come out? So we don't know. <laughs> okay. They, they've still got stuff that they're implementing. Like they're fixing Vuex, which is like their version of Redux. Um, okay. They're doing that still. They're still doing rec or view suspense. And I think they're still doing quality control things before they actually ship all that stuff. So it's really, really close to getting into alpha. Mm -hmm. um, I think either that or it's in alpha. No, Is I think your team going to like migrate to that when it's out? 
Yeah, when it when it actually drops, uh, we will. Um, oh, okay. The other stuff that he's doing with it, aside from like the cool new features, is the rendering engine is going to be a lot faster. Okay. So he had some benchmarks where it was like performing at 100% increased speed uh, compared oh, to U2. Wow. So what he's done is he's in his diffing algorithm. So this is like turned into a view episode, but in, <laughs> in the diffing algorithm with React, when something changes, it re-renders the entire thing. So it mm-hmm. doesn't care. It doesn't matter. You could put like an H1 tag. If that thing is using state or using context or whatever, it re-renders the entire DOM tree. So you could have like paragraphs and hundreds of nodes and all this stuff. And one P tag that has dynamic data, React's going to re-render that whole thing. With Vue, mm-hmm. he wrote an algorithm to hoist up anything that's static. So any elements that are parents of that thing or siblings or whatever that aren't actually dynamic, that stuff gets hoisted. And the algorithm doesn't diff all that stuff. So it's not checking all that static HTML. It only okay. checks the stuff that's marked as dynamic. So that's where he gets this giant speed boost in it. Um, and to us, like, that's great. That's like a free freebie performance boost. Yeah. Uh, all we got to do is upgrade from view two to view three and it's all backwards compatible. So it should work. Okay. Um, that's cool. The interesting part for us is going to be like when we switch to TypeScript, because currently TypeScript in view is like, you have to abandon the whole options API and go to basically mm-hmm. class, uh, based syntax. Okay. So you're using like scary decorators and stuff and using um, some not third party, but external packages that you have to like NPM install to get these decorators and stuff. So you can write class components. And instead of using like a computed property, you have to write like a JavaScript getter. Mm -hmm. And um, a method is just like a function declared inside of a class, uh, just like you would use in regular JavaScript. So um, if you're used to view, um, the way that it's written on their documentation, writing the class-based components is kind of scary. And that's what you have to do with Vue 2 to get the TypeScript support. But because he's writing everything in TypeScript in Vue 3, plus the uh, composition API is functional, that ends up working out a lot better with TypeScript because you're like importing a hook from like Vue and TypeScript can follow that a lot easier. Okay. So, um, with the options API, when you just like export an object and the object has a property, like TypeScript can't like magically infer what that thing is supposed to be. So Mm. it like the, this context inside of, um, the options API in view. So like if you're writing a method or something and you had a piece of data or state that you wanted to access, it'd be like this dot banana or whatever, if that was your variable. And TypeScript can't figure out what the this is. So it just calls it any. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in order to fix that, you can either use classes or wait for V3. <laughs> okay. But um, I think, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to switch to it uh, for performance boosts and also for um, mix-ins. So like with React hooks, um, like if you write a custom hook for something, it becomes really easy to figure out or a lot easier at least to figure out um, what you're getting from that hook because it like returns a certain thing and mm-hmm. that's written in your component with view. You like import a mix in and a mix in is basically like a component that overwrites another component. 
So you write all the same stuff in the mix-in, like computed data, methods, whatever. And if you have the same thing declared in both places, then it becomes like which one wins and which one gets overwritten. So okay. if you have the same data property in both, one's going to get overwritten. And it's not going to be obvious just from reading the code. You're going to have to look in two different files and figure it out. So that's kind of crappy. And luckily yeah. they're... Um, Okay. Yeah, that's that's gonna go away uh, with with V three. So I'm really oh, okay, excited okay, about okay. that. All right. Um, what was your uh, favorite talk at the conference? Oh man! So at um, at ViewConf, the my favorite one personally was um, this guy that did View as a backend uh, tool. So it was like writing what? APIs or something with View. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was, first of all, the guy that gave the talk is hilarious. Um, I don't know his, his name right off the bat. I feel like I should give him credit. So give me one second. Okay. It was Oscar Spencer. Is this recorded? Oh uh, yeah. They'll be up on, um, view mastery's website in about a month. Oh, uh, okay. So it was unconventional view view as a backend framework from Oscar Spencer of Tidelift. And he is at Oscar underscore Spen, uh, S-P-E-N. So his talk was basically using Vue's reactivity system. And mm. the way that they're writing Vue 3, everything's modular. So, like, you can access, uh, I forget I forget what the thing is for state with Vue. <laughs> oh, it's uh, ref and reactive. So like one is you make an object that's reactive and the other is like a single variable, kind of like a react use ref or something, Okay. except it's reactive. So using those two things um, and basically views version of use effect, you can pull those out and only use that and not use the rest of view and make like your own event system in like node. That's so he had a thing. Yeah. He had a thing where he had like a stateful server and when the state changed on the server, it would go do a side effect and do something else. So he was watching um, like an API route or something. And when, when you hit the API, um, it would add somebody to a database. Mm -hmm. And whenever somebody got added to the database, it would trigger a side effect and like log into Twitter and make a tweet. Oh, really? And so, yeah, <laughs> so it was kind of a weird thing. Um, but I mean, you got to think like conference code, they're not going to do all this crazy stuff on stage in like half an hour. Mm -hmm. But it, his talk was super funny because he was like, all right, so now we're going to we're going to delete this person from our database and we're going to delete that tweet or yeet that tweet. And so <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I was like rolling <laughs> on the floor laughing. Um just because the guy said yeet and I don't know, that was funny to me. Um, but yeah, that, that talk was super fun. Uh, if you want to think about it this way, uh, what you could do is have like a chat app really easily with view. Okay. Especially if you're using something like WebSockets. Um, so you can send a message to the server and then have like the current message change to a new message. And then when that thing changes, that's going to trigger a side effect to go do something else. And so that could be like your thing that you feed into a WebSocket to push to the other person. 
So you could really easily create like a chat interface doing something like that. That's cool. Now, I don't know if that's something that WebSockets would handle under the hood or you could just do anyway with Node. But it was kind of cool that you can pluck out Vue's reactivity system in Vue 3 and do whatever you want with it. Like you could, you know, use like the React team could use Vue's uh, diffing algorithm just by using their reactivity system. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that was my favorite talk, <laughs> mainly because the guy said, "Yeet that tweet on stage," and I had me rolling. <laughs> some of the talks are a little dry. Um, yeah, yeah. But but I always appreciate it when you know somebody gets up there and they try and make it fun. What What else did you do in the workshop? Was it just the uh, view three and then try to rebuild view? Yeah, so it was um, view three, like high level why he is doing a new version and what he's been working on. Uh, then we did like build our own view, which was miserable and made me feel like an idiot <laughs> because I could not follow along with what he was doing. Uh, he was like, so how many people know about virtual Dom? And I was like, I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, great. How many people have like done a diff on a Dom tree? I'm like, Nope, <laughs> <laughs> have not been there. It, it was kind of like, um, getting inside his head and figuring out like his process for how he built his own view library. So being somebody that's never been in that space and only been a, an end user of a library like that, it was hard for me to follow along with a lot of the problems that he was trying to illustrate. Yeah. So I don't think it was his fault. It was more like that wasn't what I was expecting when I went to it because it was called yeah. view three deep dive. So okay. I thought it was going to be like a deep dive into the features of view three and not like a deep dive into how view three was written. <laughs> so yeah. Were the workshops like a single track thing or were there multiple things going on? No. So it was, um, there was like eight or nine different workshops and okay. they were all on the same day Okay. and they were all eight hour workshops. So there was like testing oh, wow. view and intro to view, um, using, uh, or like building a design system with view. Uh, I think there was one for Viewtify, which is like, um, like a component library for Vue, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like material design components. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but uh, the most compelling one, at least to my boss, was <laughs> the deep dive on Vue 3. So That's cool. How many of them did you do? Just the, the one? Uh, yeah, you could only pick the one workshop. You could only pick one. Because it was uh, okay. eight hours and they were all happening at the same time. Yeah, so it was a, it was a big conference. It was, it was tough to meet people, though. Like, yeah. I don't really think that I met anybody there that was a developer mm -hmm. that wasn't like a speaker or something. Like we pretty much just stuck together as a team for most of it. I okay. uh, didn't branch out to, to meet too many people like, um, they have like mingling events and stuff like that. Yeah. So after each, uh, day of the conference, um, which was Tuesday and Wednesday, they had like an after party at one of the bars downtown. And, uh, unfortunately it was like pretty raucous. So, uh, both of them were open bar oh, and okay. it was like a lot of, um, a lot of people packed into the bar. <laughs> so <laughs> like booming music, uh, a lot of drinking and, um, not really a, a great way to like mingle and try and have conversations with people. Yeah. I get that. Uh, cause it was just so freaking loud and so hard to like 
find people and, and hear what the other person was saying. So, I mean, was there a time in between speakers where people can talk to each other or is it just one after another? A little bit. Um, what I can say is I definitely got like a ton of swag going to oh, that's like cool. the bigger conference. So they had a bunch of sponsors with tables set up. Um, Netlify was there. There was like some consulting firms that were there that sponsored, um, white source, big commerce. Nexmo was there uh, with Dwayne. Oh, <laughs> he was there. Yeah. So Dwayne was there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know, we have a, a former coworker that worked uh, with us that left and became a developer advocate for uh, Nexmo, which is like a um, a telecom voiceover IP company. Yeah. Uh, that I think got acquired by Vonage. So you'll he'll be like Dwayne at Vonage or something yeah. soon. <clears throat> but got to see him there. Um, the author that wrote uh, Viewtify had his own booth set up. View School had a booth. View Mastery had a booth. Um, so I got to meet those people, um, which was cool. Got a ton of stickers. Got a pin. I got this uh, messenger bag, as you can see, over my shoulder. Okay. Uh, they had a raffle at the end of the conference, and they randomized everybody's names. So I got, um, I, I won a bag, which was cool. That's awesome. Um, oh, I just, <laughs> Death Fest, I won something. Oh, yeah, you did. That, yeah. I what won a $200 gift card to that, Amazon. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, there, I forgot there were some prizes at Death Fest. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff at the end, uh, a lot of raffles. Um, yeah. yeah, someone got a, like a Chromebook or something like that. Yeah. They offered, um, or auction, uh, raffled, I should say they raffled off a MacBook at ViewConf and like a couple okay. Google homes. They had an Oculus go. Oh, cool. Um, what else? They had a bunch of other uh, smaller things, but there was like a lot of swag. That's pretty cool. So I got a bunch of t-shirts like this one I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, the the shirt I got at DevFest was too small. <laughs> <laughs> Always so good for the XL. Yeah. Always good for the XL. No, no, I asked for a, a medium. That's what I typically wear. And then they, I got Shmedium. a small. Yeah, I got a small. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I thought the person I went with uh, that our shirts got switched. So um, she brought hers in the next day because we worked together. And uh, hers was also a small. So. <laughs> Couldn't do gotcha. anything there. I just gave it to my daughter. She wears nice. it to sleep. So yeah, I think the uh, the takeaway, if I can throw down a conclusion right here, Go ahead. Uh, the end um, <laughs> takeaway for me was like I wouldn't have thought it, but I really enjoyed the smaller conferences. Like even though there wasn't like all these prizes and junk, um, even though it wasn't like a huge stage and it was kind of like a smaller venue. Uh, like at a mall or, you know, at yeah. a bar town down, downtown or whatever. Um, the quality of the talks was the same, if not better at the smaller conferences and the opportunity to network was much better. Uh, I got to meet like a lot of local, um, Orlando developers, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the price was like phenomenal, uh, for, you know, 200, you're much more likely to convince your boss to let you go to a $200 conference than like yeah, a fifteen hundred dollar like conference, yeah. At least in my experience, the so. vibe for me um, reminds me a lot of like when I was playing shows, just going to 
like, a, you know, the smaller conference and then seeing people. And then when you know most of the people or at least a lot of the people there and then like there's the different bands going up that are just, I, I mean, it's a smaller conference. They come from all over the place. So it just, it had that same kind of vibe for me, which I, I like. Smaller. Yeah. It was very, um, not intimidating. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a good it was way to very it. approachable. Yeah. It was chill. Um, very relaxed. Uh, the big conference, not so much. <laughs> it's like there's thousands of people and so that's more uh, like going to a stadium show. Yeah, than the than ballroom a club was show. almost the size yeah. of well, it wasn't the size of a stadium, but it was huge. No, but I yeah, I mean the, yeah. So just the the way it feels going. Uh yeah, it's cool. So nerd minute? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, you let's said jump you had a lot of minute. stuff to talk about. So I, I want to jump on one of those things. Oh, okay, uh, but you go first. What what do you got for Nerd Minute? Um, I started watching Castlevania. Oh, season three. Season three is out. Yeah, um, it's way more violent than I remember it. <laughs> really? Because it's a vampire show about people fighting with swords. So no, no, I I get that, but it's been a while since season two, and. Um, and then I, I started watching uh, season three and like three episodes in maybe there's like blood and guts and brains and stuff like that, which I didn't really, the blood like part I, I get. Or? Yeah. in episode one, yeah, they're just killing a bunch of monsters. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, Oh, well, like I may not, I can't watch this with my daughter. So <laughs> Probably a solid idea. Yeah, so uh, I watched that. That was good. Um, and I watched um, Paradise PD. Have you seen that? No, what is that? So it's um, it's another Netflix show. It's a comedy. Uh, it's You ever seen Brickleberry? Uh, the camping yeah, yeah, Comedy yeah. Central thing? Okay, so this is like an, the same, I guess, group of people that made that. Um, did this as well, but for Netflix and it's, um, there are, they're just cops and in the small town and it's just, it's way more over the top cause there's more, (laughs) they, it's Netflix so they can push the envelope a lot more. It's really funny (laughs) and it's, uh, they, there's even an episode where they go to Brickleberry. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And they do a joke that, that they could only get them for one episode so the next episode they're all different characters because <laughs> 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 uh, the lawyers would only agree to one episode um but yeah it's it's pretty funny uh it's builds on this is the second season uh the first season there's like something called argyle meth and they're trying to find the kingpin and um it, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on it, it's funny the the comedy is a little adult. It's very adult. a lot of toilet humor. Uh, that yeah yeah, and yeah again don't watch this for your kids. <laughs> a lot of swearing or yeah that plus there's like nudity and uh, I was gonna say like there's that. a lot of like grotesque sexual humor kind of thing. Pretty much yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah so like sounds kind of a like college humor kind of thing. Kinda yeah pretty much. Gotcha. Little juvenile, I guess. Is yeah, if you like that, I'd, I'd I'd highly recommend Big Mouth. Big Mouth is really good. 
Okay. Never heard of that one. You'll have to send me some YouTube clips. Of some of these. Okay. Big Mouth's also on Netflix. It's just about kids in uh, middle school going through puberty. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's a hormone monster. <laughs> and he's super funny. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And the girls have their own hormone monster. And it's, it's, it's insane. It's really funny. Nice. Yeah. If you know, do you know who Nick Kroll is? You ever watch Kroll's show? Or um, uh, you, pr- you probably know who he is if you've seen him. If you watch a lot of Comedy Central stuff, he's done a lot of... He's really funny. Um, John Mulaney is one of the voices, too. Do you know who that is? John Mulaney sounds familiar, but I couldn't... He was the voice for um, the pig in the Spider-Man uh, cartoon, that the okay. movie. Yeah. Um, he's the voice of one of the kids. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, comedians in Big Mouth that are super funny. Cool. Uh, so what is the thing you wanted to talk about? So I think I'm going to talk about, um, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Is a movie. Um, Okay. I was going to make a joke, but okay. So it (laughs) is, it is about, um, so it's by, uh, directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he did Guardians of the Galaxy, if I'm not mistaken. No, he did Thor Ragnarok. Okay, and that's, that's he, what I'm thinking of. He's doing an animated uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for Netflix. Awesome. That, yeah. that sounds fun. So yeah, uh, Thor Ragnarok, freaking amazing movie. Um, Is this the movie if, where he plays Hitler? Yes. So Oh, um, awesome. I want to see this. This movie is about a Hitler youth, um, and it's... It's really funny. Um, it has a lot of big name actors in it. Don't yeah. ask me to name them. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Rebel Wilson, and some other ones that you, uh, Theon Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. And okay. there's another one that plays, uh, another guy that plays, um, like a demoted general in the German army. Okay. And I cannot think of his name, but if you saw him, you'd recognize him. But it's he was called excellent. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. So the okay. kid's name is like write that down. Joe something, like Johan or, or something. And in German, like it starts J-O. So when he's at this like Hitler youth boys camp, um, the older kids try and get him to kill a rabbit with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. And he's, so they're like, okay, if you're going to join Hitler's army, like you have to uh, be ready to kill at any time. And they're like, do you like to kill? And he's like, yeah, I love killing. And so they give him this <laughs> rabbit, really cute rabbit. And he looks at it, he just can't do it. So he puts the rabbit down and he tries to like shoo it away so it can uh, be free and not die. And one of the kids snaps it up and kills it. But Ooh, so they make fun of him and call him Jojo Rabbit uh, because he's like too much of a sissy. But in the movie, he has an imaginary friend and his imaginary friend is Hitler. <laughs> Wow. And so there's a lot of like dialogue between him and like his version of Hitler in his head, who's like his cheerleader and mentor and like big brother figure who's like always um, cheering him on and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So like in the next scene, for instance, um, he has this pep talk from, you know, imaginary Hitler who tells them that he's got to like be a man and all this stuff. And so the general is like demonstrating that they're going to throw a grenade. Like all the kids are supposed to throw grenades Mm -hmm. and it's a live grenade. And so he runs up 
like after he gets all psyched up, snatches the grenade out of the guy's hand, runs, pulls the pin and throws it. But he throws it against a tree and it bounces back and lands at his feet. (laughs) (laughs) So he he gets blown off his feet and has to go to the hospital and gets like scars and uh, he has a limp when he walks now. Um, And then the guy gets demoted again from... (laughs) From being like, uh, so he started as like a general or commander or something, gets demoted to running this kid's camp for Hitler Youth, and then gets demoted again (laughs) as like some kind of um, local magistrate or something. So that's a a whole lot of, you know, people out there are like, what is this movie about? These kids, (laughs) like you're talking about Hitler and Hitler Youth and stuff. Um, What ends up happening is the kid has already lost his sister and his father to the war and his mother is anti-war but she like he's so blinded by this propaganda and so hyped up as a kid like rah rah germany and and nazis and all this stuff that he's like basically brainwashed and so his mom is trying to like subtly show him that there's more to life than the stupid war and it ends up his mother is hiding a German girl in their house. And so there's a lot of, um, like he discovers this German girl and he talks about like, Oh my God, you're evil. You have horns. You're like a bat. You hang upside down, like to sleep during the day and Wait, suck a German blood. Girl? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like she, the mother is hiding the German girl, uh, in the house, you know, so she doesn't get found by the Nazis and, um, to, you know, save her. And the kid has been taught, as a child that like Jews are evil and on and on and on and they have horns and all this ridiculous stuff. And so he ends up meeting this girl and falling in love with her. Uh, but there's a whole lot of back and forth about how she can read his mind and like he's <laughs> writing a book on like, um, an expose of all like the, the Jewish secrets and like all their like weaknesses and stuff. But the movie actually takes a really dark turn towards the end where the war actually comes to his town and I don't want to spoil it, but um, it's very touching towards the end. Um, obviously, it's not celebrating Nazism or anything like that. Uh, I don't know if I made that obvious yet, but <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is not celebrating Nazism or war or any of that stuff. Yeah, it's actually a, a pretty vivid um, tale of how terrible that stuff was, uh, but in a funny way, which is kind of a really hard trick to pull off, but they really nailed it for the movie. So, yeah, I've heard good things about it. I wanted to see it. I completely forgot about it though. I saw like a trailer a while ago and wanted to see it. And I just completely forgot the name of it. It is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) At least the first half is hilarious, which makes the second half like all the more tough. So, um, highly recommend it. Definitely check it out. All right, cool. I've got some other stuff, but I don't want to run out of material for Nerd Minute, so (laughs) I think we can call it there. All right, cool. I have to start thinking of stuff, too. (laughs) Oh, oh, I I won't bring that up right now. Yeah, okay. Cool, so uh, that's all for this one, and I'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) It's the most important (laughs) bye ever.
Hey, thanks for listening to Tech Junior. Please head over to our website at techjunior.dev for show notes and past episodes. While you're there, please sign up for our newsletter. Um, it goes out once a week with the latest episode and other goodies that we think you guys would like. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon subscriber. Special thanks to all our current patrons. And uh, we also have a Teespring store with t-shirts and stickers designed by Lee and I. Um, you can find links to both these things at our on our website at techjunior.dev under support. Um, please follow us on Twitter at techjuniorpodcast. Um, you can also follow our personal accounts. Uh, Lee is at Lee Warwick Jr. I am at Ed Otero. The O's are zeros. Thanks for listening. See you next time.